They're coming out with Ooh, a Nancy Kerrigan. They're coming out with a uh, a movie about Nancy, uh, about um not Nancy Kerrigan but the Tony other Harding. One. Yep, Tony Harding movie. Why? I don't know. Ouch, my butt. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast, your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. This is episode 34, covering the 3301 to the 34-minute mark of the movie, and this is uh, part two of our trip to Transforming Transylvania. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck. (laughs) I... uh, I'm your host, Aaron. I'm here with uh, uh, these guys. I am... R- Rim... No, no. I'm gonna do... Uh, I'm... Ravendous Rye... I don't know. I was trying to do a garbage pail idea. Like a garbage pail kid name. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Raunchy Ryan. There raunchy we go. Ryan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm... Uh... Crusty Caleb. <laughs> Excellent. There was an iron uh, or a ca- patch. No, what are they called? Garbage pail. Garbage, Garbage pail kid called Iron Jaw Aaron. So I'll just be that. That's what, a really lazy name. Yeah. <laughs> it is. What is the most disturbing, barbaric, sadistic method you can think of to murder a transformer? This being our Halloween episode. Mm, wow, what a question. <laughs> um, I just when I think of horrible things like that, I think of uh, I think it was in the comics that Prime's head was just several times, if I'm not mistaken. Prime's head was just kept in like a stasis, like wires running to it. In fact, I think that might be some of the earliest issues uh, where Spike had mm-hmm. to save him. Uh, that seems pretty horrible, just to keep ahead. Oh, oh, yeah, because also um, Shockwave keeps mm-hmm. Megatron uh, like tied up and weak mm-hmm. in the same kind of thing. I'll agree with you. During that sequence in the comics, Shockwave, uh, he had bust in while the Autobots and Decepticons were in the middle of a battle. The Autobots were about to win because Spike, or Sparkplug and Buster had tainted... The Decepticons' fuel, they'd poison their fuel. Yes. And. Uh, they soured the milk. That's right. <laughs> so they. they uh, the, but sh- the Autobots were about to win, and then Shockwave busted in and wiped them all Just, out. Just incapacitated everyone. And he would, but he was hanging the Autobots. They were hung up like. Oh, in a on meat like locker. hooks upside yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That pretty what gruesome. a horrible issue. Caleb, should I assume you don't have any commentary? <laughs> Why would what, you assume? Or that? you could just make up. What, what's the most sadistic way to kill a Transformer? Well, first of all... <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Let's why would you I assume I not have Let's go back in time. And B, why would you assume I would pick some, make something up and see how am I not making something up in this situation? I, well, that was actually the task. What? To make something up. But yes. we're just referring to things so that actually happen. Oh, I, would, I have a, a very clear <laughs> uh, method of torture. Okay. I would definitely... Uh, Tie them down to a chair and subject them in the voice of Wheelie <laughs> to listening to the novel in its entirety of Pinchon's Gravity Rainbow. Oh, I don't know what that is. Well, I have that book. I haven't read it yet. Somebody bought it for me. Was oh. it Caleb? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, 
Fuck you, Very good. <laughs> okay, great. Great. Also, the smelting pool is. Oh, a, yeah, that's pretty, pretty horrible. It's a yeah, fairly quick death, I would imagine. Uh, but, but still horrific yeah, for, the, for the a mel- viewer. The melting. All right, last episode recap. Galvatron and his galvanized graveganger gone, gaming for glory on their globe of gravel and gears. <laughs> that was amazing. All right, I got one more, okay. guys. That's, that's only part of what happened. Oh, God. Starscream is deemed lead, but a distant redeemed fiend schemes to intervene and seize the team, reign supreme, and ream screams preconceived dreams of self-esteem. I'm impressed. Good job. That was really good. <laughs> All right. That's well done. Really that's, thank you, guys. I appreciate your support. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at this point, at 3301, Cyclonus plows into the ceremony. We it's see, pretty cool. Like, yeah. just going through the troops. Mm-hmm. We see Constructicon, Soundwave, Conehead, Insecticons. Yeah. They're all diving out of the way. And we zoom in on Starscream. And this is a very cool sequence here at 3303 mm-hmm. to about 5, I guess. because and, and it reminds me of Call of the Primitives a little bit. But the way Starscream says, who disrupts my coronation? And the way they zoom in while the foreground and the way the background play uh-huh. against each yep. other is yep. a pretty it's cool kinda, It's a, like a, kind of a modified push-pull or parallax scrolling kind there of thing. Go. It's cool. Yep. So... Who disrupts my coronation? I know my no voice doesn't sound anything like him, but I still like exactly it. like we'll it. It's in the it. spirit of. We'll take it. Cyclonus pulls up to the stage, and the cockpit opens. Which now, uh, at 3306, where it does open, uh, it makes a sound that I think may be a Star Trek door sound, uh, which 100% does show up later in the movie. Okay. So I don't. I, so I haven't been able to verify that's what it is, but it's what it sounds like. But to there's me. evidence of it actually. Happening later. It on. does 100% so it's a good happen chance later. That this is the case. Mm-hmm. Which part? Uh, Which is, I believe actually that it's when uh, Ro- uh, Rod, uh, Hot Rod uh, activates or deactivates the lightsaber he's fighting that do, droid with. Do you think the animators or the Foley people were aware of the, the irony of that, and that it, you do have a character portrayed by Leonard Nimoy coming out hmm. of a you know transitioning from one space to another with that sound effect, which he did. Hundreds of times in the uh, Star Trek episodes. I don't know. I would imagine. I, th- well, that's the question: is like, were if the voice actors like clued in before they? Well, that I don't I, think, I think it the could actors, have been a joke done afterwards. I don't think he was maybe clued in, in on it, but it, yeah, it's probably just they, coincidence. I don't yeah, know. probably right. But it, it's a cool coincidence. And again, more pictures of these cool statues. Like uh, the guy uh, we're looking at, thirty-three oh seven. Uh, the guy second from the end uh, on the right is uh, like kind of hunched over. I just kind of dig his. Uh, Aesthetic. All of them are really well. One of them is like that. They are so round, like that. Yeah. One back. He's like he was like a. I just I don't know. Just I love my energon chips. He was good for uh, like. Honestly, I think. uh, And we're paused at thirty three oh seven for the listener. Mm -hmm. The character whose head is kind of cut off, uh, but in the upper right, I feel like that is kind of Scourge's body. As I'm. let me pull this toy out. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just, I was gonna make a comment on how the the big round guys. It's kind of like some like was he a trash man or a, <laughs> but that but alienates none of, none of that people. Come, none of that comes across really very funny. It was just stupid. What is he a garbage person? <laughs> Caleb's gonna be the person with low self esteem texting next week. Guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I don't know. I don't well maybe um. Off base. I don't know. Well, you got to base the masterpiece I think on that, the mm, animation. We're trying to compare the ex transbots Andres to the uh, animation model of this statue in the upper right hand. 
I don't know. Maybe it would be better to look at an animation model, but that's still a cool His toy. torso looks similar, and maybe the thighs. Well, and also, I'm looking at, like, look at the arms and the roundness there, and the... I'll just take a picture of this. All right. bomb. Okay, so maybe not really as I'm looking at it here, but okay, whatever. Yep. It was an important point. Nope. Cyclonus pulls up to the stage. The cockpit opens. Galvatron launches into the sky. The shot lifts to a head-on, or shifts, I should say, rather, to a head-on view of the two of them approaching the uh, stage of the Hall of Heroes, and the remaining Decepticons are kind of sticking to the background. They mm -hmm. seem like they're many, many yards away from the action. They're distancing themselves. <laughs> I think they're maybe a little scared from the dramatic entrance there, but um, we already talked a little bit about the statues in the last um, episode, but just I think it's worth noting again that the connections to your script, Ryan, on our script deviations are seem very evident to me. Yeah. Those things look designed already for, like, as post-reformatted Unicron-type characters. Yeah. They look amazing. Starscream asks the question, who disrupts my coronation? And uh, Galvatron has an answer. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, this is bad comedy, and then Starscream says... Megatron is that you mm -hmm. at thirty three thirteen, and I'm like he looks very frightened when he says that as well. He looks uh, uh, like he looks visibly and audibly sounds audibly frightened, which is funny. That's mirrored later. I watched a lot of Starscream Ghost stuff. That's mirrored later in one of the episodes where Galvatron, uh, whenever Starscream has possessed Cyclonus, he mm -hmm. says Starscream, and then for whatever reason, shoots Cyclonus as Starscream comes out of his body, and is like fix Cyclonus. I know that it wouldn't. It's like it's just he's like you know that wouldn't work. But Cyclonus must have been bewitched by Star. No, he seems to know it immediately. It's oh. weird anyway. But that's mirrored of the same kind of fear. But then like okay, so Starscream says Megatron is that you? He looks and sounds nothing like Megatron. Mm -hmm. Why do you think this? Because they both have arm cannons. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. I mean, what's there's another Decepticon who has an arm cannon. Uh, one of the Stunticons? Swindle from the Combaticons. Combaticons. So he would be like, he's, he's just confused <laughs> by anybody who has a gun on his arm. Uh, maybe he just, the aura, there's an aura to sure. him that seems uh, yeah. Megatronian, I don't know. But either way, Galvatron steps into frame, he says, here's a hint, he transforms into a glorious space cannon. I thought cannon. he said, is it? No, here's a hint. He says, here's a hint? Here's yeah, a hint. Here's a oh, wow. Hint. My whole life I've thought he says, is it? <laughs> like, is it, question mark, exclamation, <laughs> I'll show you. That's, that's even more sarcastic than here's a hint. Is it? Wow, my mind is kind of, I'm kind of blown right now. <laughs> like, that's a, that's a real revelation. Here's a hint. Well, uh, so... From this moment, he aims, and as Donald Trump would say, oh, uh, he unleashes fire and fury, the likes of which uh, we haven't seen before. And it's an awesome sequence, mm -hmm. of course. Um, he takes the shot, and then around 3318, the camera angle shifts to behind Galvatron's uh, cannon mode, and the beam kind of finishes its emission on Starscream. And Starscream is really mm -hmm. glowing bright purple, uh, the cone heads and <laughs> well, Astro, Astro Train, Train just bail. They just kind of take off. They get out, they get the fuck out of there. And uh, what commences next is oh, what, it's so awesome. What I thought I, was maybe the most horrifying death scene, uh, but our Twitter poll of a scientific uh, audience size of seven users <laughs> thought that the 
the Autobot shuttle attack was more horrifying, but I find this to be more horrifying, I, I think. Well, it's spectacular. It is, yeah. and also, but I think the difference is, is there's not the emotional impact. Like, does, uh, Surely Starscream is many people's favorite, mm -hmm. but does anybody care? Like, and they all know he's got it coming. Yeah, does anybody feel a way about Starscream dying? I don't think so. This is... This is probably the most detail I've seen like it's on, a, it's, on a face. Because mm -hmm. you can even see... Looking I mean, at uh, 3320. They right. do a lot of work very close. It's, it's a nice close-up. You mm -hmm. don't see a lot of of uh, shots this close on a Transformer. He appears to have, uh, I don't know, um, sergeant stripes on his uh, cheek there. Um, it's what I have referred to in other episodes as greeble. Greeble. <laughs> greeble. Just like maintain is a word that you've created. Nope. Mm -hmm. So, uh, he is also kind of monochromatic. Well, he's not. He's duochromatic, I guess. He's kind of got this yellowish pale and purple. And he's, I don't know. It's amazing. We can gush I, over this for well, the next. Also say, well, I guess it's flashing, but. Mm -hmm. I'll also say, is this the only permanent Decepticon death in the movie? I mean, if you want to call it permanent. Permanent in quotes. He comes back as a ghost. Right. But So, the only Decepticon that's killed in the movie is killed by another Decepticon. And I will say that no... That's also presuming that the guys weren't dead when they got to Unicron. But you know, Gal sure. Galvatron blasted plenty of people, you know, seasons... Three. Three. Mm -hmm. But no one, to my knowledge, before or since, reacted to a blast in this way... Ever. I do. Uh, I do have some about that, Aaron. Do you have anything on, in that vein? So I, I was just going to say that they must be able to sort of spontaneously charge their, like, have their beam set to either stun, moderate pain, kill, kill. Well, this. So, what would this setting be? All utterly decimate. But, oh, but in a why very, not use that? All the but time. in a specific way, like. Um, he doesn't get blown back by the concussion right. of the force. Mm -hmm. He gets hit and kind of like, eh. Then he turns monochromatic <laughs> and disintegrates. He mm -hmm. disintegrates. Crumbles. There is, I mean, there is, like, it's like there's an episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation, where there's a disruptor. I think it's a Romulan disruptor, maybe, that's made specifically, like, does this. Like, makes you disintegrate, but in a super painful way. It's the one where Data gets trapped by the Collector. Anyway, um, I actually did go kind of deep dive on why, and the reason is just because movie and TV, but like why Galvatron's blasts are so variable. Um, Megatron's were too. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is all from the TF Wiki. Um, in later episodes, Galvatron, he does like, he blows up small planets. He takes out a Mega Supreme with one shot. Um, but there's one episode, uh, Five Faces of Darkness Part 5, where he, in canon mode, like this, hits Ultra Magnus in a direct hit, and he's, Ultra Magnus seems to have very few ill effects. Um, they try to kind of clean it up in the Marvel Comics bio by saying Galvatron had nearly limitless power from Unicron. Um, but in Five Faces of Darkness Part 2, Galvatron himself claims to be more powerful than ever with Unicron dead, but that might be just the residual Megatron bravado... True. I don't know. True. Um, but we yeah. could chalk this up to super Unicron powers. Sure. I'm, I'm going to go sure. with that. I, I, I would say that we could attribute the results of getting shot by Galvatron. It, it would uh, be an effect of the, the situation of the plot line, whoever's writing it as well. Great. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. So 
we really see this go down in phases. We just kind of covered the up close <laughs> facial expression of Starscream mm-hmm. and seeing the like the, the detail and all that. And the next shot really is kind of from an underneath angle, slightly underneath. Starscream is in color, but these kind of electromagnetic forces seem to be overtaking him. There's a bright light flashing in the background. You get and the sense that this isn't good. Yeah, and you see uh, like coming up at 3323, uh, his cape actually starts to disintegrate. Right, right. We're like getting some oh. singeing activity mm-hmm. on his cape, and it's, uh, it's like he's kind of shredding. S- it's like he's being super shocked. And at this point, mm-hmm. I feel like it's obvious that he's in a pretty high degree of agony yeah. as well. So um, then the next shot, really around the 3324 area, you see a sound wave and some Constructicons. They can see the execution. Great pulsing, reflective mm-hmm. light beams across them that start, it starts bright and then starts to fade, and you get a sense that this thing's about over. And then uh, 3327, Starscream freezes in place. Mm-hmm. Back to Starscream. His color somewhat faded. His face is frozen in anguish. There's a few final pops of energy, and then he's gray. We mm-hmm. know what that means, right, guys? We all we do. <laughs> about a half second later, his body just disintegrates to ash on the ground. He falls apart. There's a few pops of blue smoke uh, emitted into the air, uh, but it's safe to say that he's dead. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, there's no question. I, I don't think that. Yeah. I love how the crown bounces down the stairs too. It feels very like it's a, it's just a really good animation of like how that would really work. So that happens and uh, lands uh, as Galvatron transforms at his feet, crushes, grinds it in, the the crown that is. Guys, wouldn't it have been, uh, Starscream should have been made of whatever that crown was made of. Oh, is this a black box airplane (laughs) joke? (laughs) Why don't they make the whole plane out of a black box? (laughs) Um, Welcome to the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that um, being a cannon is a way better alt mode than a pistol. He upgraded in a lot of ways, like Megatron to Galvatron. Sure. Well, from the really from this point forward, they stopped creating things that had sort of size scaling mm-hmm. sort of issues. Except Cyclonus. <laughs> well, I mean, I, there still were size scaling issues, but it didn't have to be like a tape player, or right? A cassette, or a, yeah, 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 exactly, whatever. Uh, so once Galvatron crushes that crown, he looks back at the Decepticons and asks uh, if anyone will attempt to fill his shoes. To which uh, Rumble speaks up, what he say his name was? Galvatron! <laughs> Lifts his fist in the air in triumph. The crowd says, long live Galvatron. The camera zooms away from the crowd into space and... We get a glimpse before the minute ends here of two of Cybertron's moon bases, and just it seeming like a mile or two shy of those, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to see Unicron approach. I mean, also, it's like, <laughs> that's true, they're really close. Um, it's also like, I, obviously they're close because Galvatron got to that coronation too sweet. Pretty quick. Um, I do Pretty also, quick. this is again, just a more sound wave off-brand, and maybe he is just this guy who's like, whomever is in charge, I'm down. But he immediately is down for uh, Galvatron. The Decepticons in general are just a real might-makes-right group of like, whoever can be the strongest will follow. But... They didn't. Nobody was going to challenge Galvatron. I mean, I guess no. he did just see sure. Starscream get murdered. Yeah, but, in a very uh, specific way. Everybody <laughs> else had to kind of fight. I don't know if Starscream just stood out of the way of that fight on the shuttle or what. You didn't really see him. No, that's true. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, he was just. <laughs> I'll let these fools rough each other up, and then I'll come in and take control. Let's see how this plays out. 
So that's the end of our minute, guys. I don't have any voice actors. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Shadow Realm Countdown, where it's not a countdown, and I'm being forced to do this. Today, we have another resident of the pit that dare not speak its name, the Decepticon, Starscream. Welcome, Starscream, and thank you for joining us today. Where, where am I? <laughs> I hate to break it to you, pal, but you've shuffled off that mortal coil and joined the choir infinite. Well, what do you mean? Speak plainly, pathetic human. Galvatron punched your e-ticket. You cast your last astro check. Techno worms have a new and powerful attraction to you. You are but a carbonized stain on the dais that was your Decepticon for, uh, what was it, seven seconds? Galvatron, yes. I remember I recognized him as a remade Megatron for some reason. You're saying I'm dead? Oh, dead, deceased, the deep six, defective, inoperative. You no longer function. Your spark has been snuffed out. You are an ex-Decepticon. Ah, and this is the afterlife, is it? Being mocked by the bitter spirit of a Top 40 DJ who was a bottomless bag of ridiculous death synonyms? Hey, I don't like it any more than you do. My spirit has been captured against my will by three chortling fop-doodles, one of who considers it a victory if, after urinating, can manage to put his miserable excuse for a penis back into his fly without dribbling noticeable amounts of urine down his pant leg. I don't... Uh, this is unbefitting of a warrior of my caliber. I am Starscream, the most feared seeker of all the Decepticon ranks. And, and who's that asshole lurking in the corner over there? Iconic moment. Can I start real quick? Yeah, yeah. go ahead, Caleb. I, I think there's, I mean, for me, it's just the iconic moment is the the disintegration of Starscream. Yeah. That's something that it's, sticks in my I don't see how anybody could say anything else. Yeah. I would like to hear some... some it's just that one shot of Moonbase 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say yes. Uh, the the disintegration of Starscream is the go-to. Honestly, though, right here where we're still watching again, 33, 38. The crown. I love the crown crush and slide. It's not just the a bouncing crush. Down he the steps, bouncing down the steps. Bouncing down the steps. It That sticks with me. Like, that uh, that imagery sticks yeah, with me. Yeah, he don't need no crown. He's finally squashed the yeah. bug that is Starscream. Yeah. And, and what he represents. I mean, who needs a... They don't need a... Mo he doesn't care about a monarchy. He's in charge. And I assume that Galvatron exudes the same kind of just immediate charisma and leadership qualities as Megatron that everybody was just like, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's Follow in charge. <laughs> he's a real type A, take charge kind of guy. Right. I, it'd be weird to see like one of the Decepticons be like, Actually, I disagree. I, I have some talking points. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on that, maybe it's time for what? Do 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 do. So, I actually, in my version of the script, there are a few little things. Um, when uh, Starscream says Megatron, uh, Galvatron says, "Here's a clue," instead of "Here's a hint." And also, post Starscream's death, after Galvatron asks if this is this is a weird one. After um, Starscream's death, and Galvatron asks if anyone wants to fill his shoes, the Decepticons in unison start to say "Long live," and then they all in unison realize they don't know his name. Uh, and oh, really? Somebody in the crowd who's not really named says. What he say his name was, and then somebody else in the crowd says he didn't, and then Galvatron Ugh. says, 
Galvatron. Wow, they, they, what a stupid <laughs> bit. They, they, and then they the Decepticons say, long live Galvatron in unison. They, <laughs> they pull that one out. They kind of stretch that one out. It's much better the other way That's around. That's a re- God, what were they writing for the Big Bang Theory? That's a terrible, like, little bit. That... Well, like, like, all of them simultaneously are like, oh, long live... Wow. Okay. That's fun. That's fun. All right. Let's see, what have I got here? Um, okay. So, uh, we are, uh, as a, uh, just a recap for the last one, it's very similar. Um, Galvatron and his forces come into the Hall of Heroes. Um, it's still the same kind of coronation thing. Um, and it ends with uh, a bright light and somebody, you know, streaming in. Um, and so here, we're on Galvatron and his forces. They say they descend into the Hall of Heroes and Galvatron moves out to confront Starscream. Starscream says, how dare you disrupt my crowning? I shall... Looks closely. (laughs) You look vaguely familiar. Something about you reminds me of Megatron? (laughs) (laughs) Galvatron says, there is no Megatron. I am Galvatron and I rule. Starscream, you rule nothing. I, Starscream, am supreme on this planet. I alone and... He blanches and reacts, which is like, they don't, don't, whatever. Um, His POV on Galvatron is Galvatron draws a blaster and levels it at Starscream, firing a huge burst. Hmm. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, I'm, once again, good move on the final product that he transforms into his cannon form. Which is weird, because this script, like... I guess he doesn't describe what Galvatron really looks like, but Megatron had an arm cannon. Yes. Wouldn't you assume that Galvatron would have an arm cannon? Yes. So pulling out a blaster is very strange. Maybe it's the same blaster that killed Prime. I mean... Yeah, maybe so. Okay, so as the blast disintegrates Starscream and his smithereens retain his shape and terrified expression for an instant, which we see in the minute, then they fall away. I mean, why not say crumble? And dissolve, leaving only a burnt spot on the floor where Starscream had been standing. Galvatron confronts other Decepticons boastfully. Does anyone else question my authority? And we pan for their reaction as they ponder for a brief beat, exchanging looks. Dirge says, all hail Galvatron. And then they all say, hail Galvatron, hail. Galvatron swaggers onto the raised platform on which King Starscream had been standing, taking cheers of Decepticons for a beat, and then raises hands abruptly, getting instant silence and shouts, Prepare an offering of energy for Ingester. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good, good. We're nice and, and off the rails. Yep. <laughs> we are back into it. And that's where that good. minute ends. I was getting worried for a second that gonna be, was going to be kind mm-hmm. of too normal. Nope. <laughs> Ingester's going to show up and be like, from now on, call me Unicron. <laughs> yeah. Do they refer to him as Unicron at all yet? It's I think they do. I think. So I, he has a two names? He does. However, but it's both. But a port, but like a. The back of Unicron's hand has a particular kind of attraction to Galvatron. It's got a hairy palm. And it's like in Chester, and it's like, I guess he's so goddamn big that whoever mm-hmm. wrote that was like, we will just worship the palm of his hand. <laughs> Interesting. I, I like it. I'm glad it didn't make it into the movie, but it's fun to talk about. There's mm-hmm. Jester in the wiki. It seems like Unicron is the planet... Ingester seems to be the robot. You, you would think it would robot. be the other way around. You would One consider would the planet to be called Ingester, and Unicron, uh, the transformed version, to be Unicron. 
Oh, so I guess in some... Unicron the planet in Jester, Unicron transform. Well, I'll be goddamned. There it is so, right there. Yeah, and then, like, apparently at the end they're revealed to be one and the same. So I don't know if they... Interesting. Wow. Okay. Um, so we're, we, you know, we could have done this a little bit earlier, but we've introduced some new characters here, and I just kind of went down a rabbit hole on the TF Wiki and other things of uh, how they introduced new characters and, like, how heavy-handed Hasbro was with um, forcing... Uh, both the comics and the TV show to introduce new characters in a specific way. Mm-hmm. Like, um, they, they forced the writers to do, like, huge info dumps of characters uh, awkwardly. And then on the flip side, you couldn't use characters whose toys weren't selling well. Like, in the first issue of the G1 comic, 28 characters appeared and introduced themselves. <laughs> like, just said who they were and what they do. Right. And then... Uh, I remember that. Yeah, I actually have... I'm going to show you guys a picture in just a second. In 1987, the Headmaster, Targetmaster limited series uh, run, 60 new mm-hmm. characters are is- are introduced in four issues. Those comics are 22 pages per issue. Mm-hmm. Is, it just, is it just a comic full of intros? I will show you. Yeah, a lot. Actually, a great amount of it is. And I'm going to put this up on the website <laughs> and social media, but I'll show oh you my God. what this is from the first issue of Transformers comic... Uh, the Decepticons introducing themselves. It's all just speech boxes. Right. It's really heavy-handed. Right. So oh, it's the worst. Ryan's just Ryan's just posted this, and I, it's just a um, a single image of a handful of of uh, transformers surrounded <laughs> by text boxes, and it's yeah, it's it's introduction, it's introductions, um, and I frenzy will shatter our opponents. Equilibrium using high pitched sound waves. I will not cease until every Autobot is slain. And you, Soundwave? <laughs> <laughs> I will monitor transmissions and read Autobot electrical impulses yeah. and learn their plan even it's with just, It's just all about yeah. intros. Yeah, yeah. I'm just standing there. How boring would that be? I'd I be mean, like, yeah, get on with it. Let's yeah, just go It's crazy. Yours. It's crazy. And and I, I like saying, how this is your shot to introduce yourselves. Now we just assume we know you mm-hmm. from here on out. And and you're and you're and you're saying that you think that the writers were encouraged or per, like more than encouraged to do this from like say from Hasbro. Hasbro because to, the comic and the TV show were made to sell toys, so they're yeah. like, here's what we want you to do, and this well, is what you do. Well, the person who wrote this page is essentially the person who created the trans. It's Bob yeah. Budiansky, mm-hmm. and he, I mean, he created all of their profiles. So, I mean, you got to do something. What's, what's, you can't slowly inter- like nowadays. They would probably slowly introduce the characters and, over time. Yeah, and, they didn't even have. A, I mean, these even weren't like very good pictorial introductions of these transformers because, I mean, the coloring is very simple because of the comic printing. They're they're in the distance. You're not really getting a good look at these. It is limited by the printing abilities of yes. the time. Sa- Soundwave is not even what I would consider purple. He's 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 burgundy. Yeah, they they hadn't quite settled on colors. And also, when we talked about Rumble and Frenzy, the comic kind of you tended to flip mm-hmm. Rumble and Frenzy's is, color scheme versus what the color is. Did. This so is this for example Soundwave's. Debut in the comic. This is all the first comic. Oh wow! So they're just they're just putting them all in. All right. So this the is, Autobot version of this is even worse. It's even worse because yeah. there were way more Autobots in the introductory lineup right. than there were Decepticons. And I recall like you've got Ratchet and Ironhide, and they're introducing themselves, but they're 
uh, image on, is the, on the page the is toy. that of the toy, yeah. and it's that shitty toy It looks version, ridiculous. Which, it wasn't long before the comic kind of caught okay. on to what the cartoon was doing and used those models, but it's the shitty sled type. With no heads. Right? And, but interestingly enough, this is the first comic book introduction of a lot of these characters, mm-hmm. Soundwave being one of them. Uh, and then all the other ones. Star is this Star Screams first on? That's mm-hmm. it's all the all their first introductions because well, it's the first issue. That's actually pretty fascinating, man. Okay. Do, you, do you guys have? Do, you, do either one of you have this actual comic? No, I think my first one I have is number five, maybe, which is yeah. the one with uh, Shockwave. Uh, that that's my favorite cover of any of the comics with um, Shockwave, where he, he's right. standing and it's a painting, this and is, it says the Transformers all, are all dead. All dead. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought I had a digital version of it. I did a bunch of uh, pirating of old Transformer comics, but I've gotten rid of them. I'm up to 200, I'm up to issue 221 of the UK comics. The UK version was even worse. Like the UK, they would just straight up in the book tell you to buy the toys. (laughs) (laughs) Buy the toys or we can't write anymore. (laughs) Go to your mom's wallet. Take out your money. But it's a real soupy sales situation. But instead of saying a, a couple of dollars, they'd say like a couple of quid. <laughs> I mean, Things are different. I mean, li- elevators are lifts. Uh, braces are suspenders. Apartments are flats. Fucking chips are fries. Black is white. Let's not even talk dogs about what slags are. Dogs, cats living do- together. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. We got to Ghostbusters. Next episode, everybody. <laughs> that moon base is fucked. And we're going to pay a visit to two of our coolest old pals. Just wait for it, Caleb. Okay, wait, just wait for, for it. it. So thank you all for listening to us on this special Halloween Part 2 episode of the Autopod Decepticast. Spooky. <laughs> Please... Uh, continue to listen in. Tell your friends to listen in. We're all over iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. Not to mention our social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of them at Apoddcast. And don't forget to check our web presence. Sounds like we've got a few things that are going to be I mean, posted on, up there. Yeah, on this episode, I'm going to have a bunch. Of, last episode, I had a bunch of stuff I put up there. So it's it's a pretty, uh, it's full. Like Go to the, go to the, the uh, podcast pages and uh, just have a good old time. Remember, Halloween is also Ryan's birthday. That's right. Feel, even though this is after Halloween, feel it's already free to happened. continue to wish him well. Yes. Buy him presents. Buy us all presents. Yes. Um, just asking for gifts. <laughs> the only kind of present I care about is uh, rate and subscribe yes, on right. iTunes. Five stars, please. It really does help us. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Tell the story of uh, TV video production class, Ryan. <laughs> what about it? What's the story? And then it involves that song. Or a, a, perhaps a, a parody of that song. Mm-hmm.
Oh, mm. whenever we were in TV video production, we used to, yeah the morning we just did the morning announcements that were broadcast like before Channel One or after Channel One. I don't know. Yes. Uh, or Ander- Anderson Cooper got to start. And uh, Lisa Ling. That's right. And, um, Serena Alshul. Serena Alshul. Oh, Serena Alshul. Mm. Oh, Serena Alshul. Mm. <laughs> um, and uh, I was editing. I, I edited it frequently. Uh, and um, me and uh, this guy named Rob had this idea to, as the outro to the show, put on uh, Weird Al's song. Uh, what is it called? I don't remember. Like Daily News or something like that. And um, it talks about uh, Lorena Bobbitt, who, uh, listeners, if you don't know who that is, just Google that and have a fun old time. Um, and this, the, the line is like... Um, <laughs> Like this could be defensible. Like if there were a serious like somebody at the school had been seriously upset about it. I feel like the fact that you could have played this on primetime television is like I'm allowed to do this. It's sort of like there was a court case where somebody was quoting a line from Seinfeld and in the office, and somebody found it offensive, and they're like, "Well, it's primetime television. There's no. I mean, if you can say it there, you can say it anywhere, basically." Also, it just says wiener, guys. Yeah, it doesn't it even say in, penis. It is in poor taste because it was a crime against a man who was um, a, an, a, a abuser of his wife. So, if anything, that's the problem. This, it wasn't the problem this for This is a real early, I mean, after this, it, it, hey, just, there's, there's, uh, it only goes... Dr. Demento? Yep. It only goes what, Caleb? Well, Ooh. now it's like a lot of news is this kind of bullshit. And he's commenting on it in a very... <clears throat> He's ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve. So you, this isn't even the first verse, the one that you no, used. So we, you synced it up to the one that you wanted. wanted ah, I feel like it was more Rob than me, but wanted to put the part, we, we were subversive. So what did it, I, I think I was actually on-air talent at that time. I think so. So I just remember what happened was, the song was played, I don't even think I knew what happened. I just, mm-hmm. and, but Townsend comes busting in the room and he was so hands off in that class. So he was probably Shocking. somewhere else in the school. Somebody was probably like, uh, you need to get a handle on your TV video production crew because they played the song. And uh, he busts into the room just furious, just trying to figure out who's responsible and mm-hmm. sending him to the principal's office. He's like, who knew about this? He's like, and I think Dina or somebody was yes, the director. Yes. She knew about it, but probably had the least uh, it was, actual she was involvement. Least responsible for but it. But like, I don't know. Like, I feel like three people went to the principal's office and you didn't. I was not one <laughs> of them. And you were and probably had, the one who literally hit play on the. I was, and I had full knowledge play. of it, and was just like, nah, man. Wow. <laughs> wow. I weaselled out of that shit like I weasel out of everything. Well, my dad does call you the little weasel. That's right. <laughs>